Welcome to the Regents University London podcast. In each episode, we'll be inviting a Regents academic to talk about something of interest related to their field of study, or exploring the Regents community. In this episode, Professor Neil Martin talks about the psychology of horror. I'm Professor Neil Martin. I'm the Head of Psychology at Regents University London, and I have research interests in lots of things, smell and taste, uh, emotion, particularly humour and horror. Um, so I started out sort of writing a few bits and pieces for various places in terms of comedy, um, and I've always been interested in horror as a young child, ever since I was very young. And in common with most people with an interest in horror, you know, it started with things like um, Monster Mag in the 80s, and uh, so the monsters of Filmland, you know, the, the Forrest Ackerman um, magazines. And then, of course, the, who could forget, the perennial um, double bills on BBC Two on a Saturday, where, you know, you had a black and white film coupled with a slightly more recent film that was slightly ropier than the black and white film. Um, so you had a mixture of Universal and, you know, some 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 other films. Um, so I've always been interested in, in horror. And just recently, I've become more interested in the psychology of horror. So essentially, why are we afraid of things that we see in a horror film? And who enjoys horror more than others? And are there certain people who like, you know, the horror genre more than other genres? Uh, and if so, what's special about them, if there is anything? And then the second thing is, well, why does horror have the effects that it has? You know, why does it make us afraid? And and if it does, why are we so keen and enthusiastic about going into, you know, a dark room with about, you know, 100, 300 other people and um, having the you know the living bejesus frightened out of us you know via ghosts spectres blood guts gore or whatever so are there particular people that horror appeals to that's um yes um interestingly uh there are there are lots of individual differences that will predict whether somebody will like horror over other genres um and it, if I could sort of backtrack a little bit and talk about horror as a genre in general, it's seen as like the runt of the cinema genre. Um, it, it's never regarded very highly. Um, my, my good friend and colleague here, Phil Hughes, who teaches the MA screenwriting, says that you've got a lot of enthusiastic amateurs producing horror films. And that's why they look so cheap, you mm. know, because people are really interested in it and they're devoted to that particular genre. And, you know, they spend a lot of their time, you know, creating these, these things on their own. Unlike, you know, science fiction and drama and melodrama and action and so on, um, that require slightly more time and more money. So it's got this reputation of being, uh, maybe not the best regarded genre in film, as evidenced by the fact that the first horror film to have won an Oscar was, can you remember, Stuart? Your the ten. It was nominated. Ah. Didn't win. Silence of the Lambs. It did win, and it was nominated, yes. And, and it won Best Actor, Director, Actress, and Film, I think, for that year, 1992. Um, four other films have been nominated. The Exorcist is one. Sixth Tense was another one. Jaws was another one. Yeah, and then Silence of the Lambs. Um, but, of course, things have changed since then, because now you have Get Out won the Oscar for Best Screenplay uh, a couple of years ago. And of course, staggeringly last year, it became, I, it, the film, okay, yeah, yeah. um, the, the most successful horror film ever. I mean, in, in 2017, it earned $700 million, which is in a, obscene in terms of horror success, because that's hardly ever seen. Um, and I think it was 15th 
um, in the box office for that year. Um, so that's quite a turnaround from the way things, you know, used to be. I think back in 1989, two films earned over 38 million. And I think last year, 15 horror films earned over 38 million. Nine of them earned over a hundred million, you know, so there's an appetite now for horror. And you've got, you know, it's supplemented by things like, you know, the horror festivals that, that exist both in the UK and abroad. So you've got Sitches, you've got, um, festivals in Canada and America. You've got the Fright Fest festivals in the UK that are really successful and, and sort of growing every year. So, um, horror is a genre, I think, that is beginning well, it never lost its mojo, but it's people are beginning to turn to it more and more now for whatever reason. So that's a little bit of, you know, very long-winded preamble to the answer to your question, <laughs> which is, uh, why do people like horror and what is it that attracts certain people to it? So individual differences, the main individual difference that affects people's response to horror is um, a person's gender or sex. Boys and men prefer horror more than do women and girls. And their reaction is also different uh, as well when they watch it. And it's universal. Whatever study you look at, you find this difference. Um, and when you ask people, there have been some studies that have asked people for their genre preference, for example. And normally, women and uh, girls prefer uh, other romantic comedies, sometimes action films, but romantic comedies and dramas and melodramas more than action films and definitely more than horror or war films. You get the opposite pattern with men. Men tend to prefer action films and horror films when you ask them what would you like to see so you know there there is we know there's a there's a sort of sex difference and the question is well why is there a sex difference so um there have been studies that have been conducted which have measured um people's reactions to horror while they're watching it or to recount how they felt when they watched it so you find that women more than uh, men will report closing their eyes sort of shielding their body moving their body flinching um screaming um holding on to somebody you get fewer of those responses in men and boys. Um, the girls and women also report having more nightmares than boys and men. But boys and girls do report nightmares after seeing horror. And in fact, there's one study that showed the best predictor of this sort of anxiety and feeling of fear after watching a horror film was the presence of a television in the child's bedroom. That was the greatest predictor of, of this, um, you know... It's not abnormal, but this, you know, response to a horror film that resulted in um, dysfunctional behaviour, just sleepless nights and, you know, feeling of anxiety and all that sort of stuff. Is that because they're watching it on the TV in their room? Yeah, probably. And it's, maybe it's the last thing they see at night. Right. And, of course, they've got access to it so they can control what they see. Mm. So it's not the parents saying, well, you know, you can't watch that now because, you know. But, of course, children being children, you know, they like to push boundaries. Mm. Um, and... Uh, yeah, they would. I mean, I'm just reading a book at the moment by Barry Atkinson called this something like, um, Son, You're Not Old Enough, which recounts his experiences of trying to get into cinemas when he was younger in the 60s, um, X-rated films, yeah. um, when he was about 14, 15. And of course, then an X-rated film meant you had to be 16 to get in. And it's, it's, it's an extraordinary book because, you know, he saw something like 16 films in a week at, at some point, you yeah. know, X-rated horror films. So, um, so, yeah, so, you know, boys particularly seem to have this obsession with horror um, compared to girls. So there is, we know there is an individual difference in terms of sex. The other two factors that psychologists have looked at are two personality traits called sensation-seeking and empathy. So sensation-seeking would be the seeking out of, of novel, exciting stimuli in order to generate arousal or to sort of reduce arousal. 
as well. And there is a bit of evidence to suggest that people who enjoy horror films tend to score more highly on sensation-seeking measures than do those who, you know, um, don't seek out horror. Uh, so there does seem to be like a, a connection there. Uh, the literature is a bit mixed, but there seems to be some association between between those two. And then the other one is empathy. And um, empathy isn't like a unitary concept. Um, depending on the study that you read, they divide empathy into different categories or different concepts and subsections. The two main ones are cognitive and affective. So cognitive empathy means putting yourself in the position of somebody. So it's like perspective taking. And then the, um, uh, the affective side, the emotional side is, well, how does that person feel? And um, enjoyment tends to be reduced when you try and put yourself in the position of somebody and how they feel. So you tend to find that those people who don't do that normally are the ones who tend to like horror. Ah, that's um, interesting. You know, uh, it doesn't mean to say you know, people who like horror films are complete psychopaths. I mean, one or two will be, um, <laughs> but they you know probably want sex in the city as well. Um, but um, but there is a bit of evidence to you know to to show that that there's a link between. Um, low empathy and the enjoyment of, of horror film. Um, but it doesn't mean to say that it's, um, you know, if you enjoy horror, you're low in empathy, because that's not the case at all. So why why do we like horror films? Well, that's a question which, if I had an answer to it, um, I, I could probably make £700 million a year, uh, every year, and I'd be a very happy man. Well, the, there are two... There are two main theories. Uh, one is called the excitation transfer model. Um, everything has to have a term in psychology that makes it sound more glamorous than it actually is. And it argues that when we watch horror, it's suspenseful. So what we try and do is resolve that suspense. So the build-up to the suspense is actually quite negative because we feel uncomfortable because we think, oh, this needs to end. This needs to end. And when that resolution happens at the end, we feel a sense of relief and, and euphoria. Um, and part of that, the arousal process is finishing the arousal. That's one view. Of course, that doesn't explain why people like horror films with not particularly positive endings. You know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, some of the Saw films, for example, you know, there's like just in the tail. Um, which means that there is no actual resolution because it, you know, the story carries on to the, to the sequel. Then there's another view, which is a bit more pragmatic, which is the um, uses and gratifications model, which means, well, we, we enjoy horror because we like seeing stuff that arouses us and we like seeing destruction. And then maybe we may have some vicarious pleasure from seeing it because it's not something we can do in real life. You know, we can't go and gut an enemy. We can't go and decapitate a foe. We can't go and set fire to somebody's house or somebody's car. But we can watch it on screen uh, and maybe take some vicarious pleasure in, in seeing that happen. Um, so so these are the two sort of main theories, models that sort of try and explain why we are motivated to sort of watch, you know, horror films like that. Thank you for listening to the Regents University London podcast. To find out more about the university, please visit regents.ac.uk.